0: This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national
1: and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey
2: morning welcome to the sports radio 610 outdoor show on this thursday morning i'm captain mickey eastman producing the outdoor show this morning is jace all right our sponsors today the belleville meat market and boyd's one stop galveston right now 58 down on the island a little cooler on the high ground this morning but uh sun and clouds mixed today with a high of 67 winds will be southeast 10 to 20 and in for tonight Partly to mostly cloudy with a low of 64. Winds south-southeast 10 to 15. And tomorrow, partly to mostly cloudy skies with scattered thunderstorms in the morning. With a high of 71, south winds 15 to 25. That rain chance tomorrow is 40% and increasing even more on Saturday as that cold front approaches for Sunday. All right. Looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have a low... It's 7.16 a.m. this morning. It's an 0.4, and then it'll turn right around with a high at 1.28 p.m. and 0.9, and then a low at 6.13 p.m. and 0.8. 7 a.m. is sunrise, 5.21 p.m. sunset, and our moon phase is 36%. And looking at current conditions, currently uh, Galveston Channel down there, it's uh, 60 degrees with 63-degree water. Southeast winds at 6.00. Eagle Point it's 58 degrees with 60 degree water with an east wind at 7 and Morgan's Point is exactly the same east at 7 so uh, another nice morning it's been a good calm s- stretch and uh, really beautiful weather fishing weather really to boot so uh, I hope everybody's getting out and enjoying it and catching a few fish with it not bad at all really enjoying this weather and uh Boy, some beautiful sunsets here lately in the evenings, you know, with that kind of marine-layer-looking cloud cover that comes off, you know, over the Gulf into the inland somewhat, you know, with clear skies behind it. And, uh, man, it's making for some just gorgeous sunsets. All right, let's head over to the Golden Triangle area and uh, check in with our good friend Captain Bill Watkins, who fishes Sabine Lake religiously. Good morning, Bill. What's up? Hey buddy, how are you? Oh, I couldn't be better, man. Hey, you're right about the suns,
1: sunsets, but boy, sunrise, hadn't that been
2: awesome, man?
1: Oh, they've been gorgeous. Yeah. You might not have been getting up that early, <laughs> but the last uh, I fished Monday and Tuesday, boy. You talk about some pretty sunrises. Oh my goodness, just blood orange, you know.
2: The sunrise. fishing was just
1: as good. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, the sunsets is what I've been talking about, just breathtaking.
1: Yeah, they have been. It's, it's been really pretty. But I've had some good fishing. I mean, it's been solid.
2: Yeah.
1: That uh, high pressure, though, and that, that chill down. That made things a little bit interesting, Um, but, you know, you just kind of adapt your strategy a little bit. But those fish have been, I guess because of these last couple of cold fronts, those fish are in the rivers. I've been fishing deep water, Mm -hmm. and I've been catching fish sometimes down to 31 feet. It's fascinating to me how that all works out. But you know, well, I
2: can honestly say, all the years I've trout-fished, I never caught a trout in thirty-one
1: feet of water. <laughs> well, just never have. They, never they tried. Mostly, they were mostly suspended. But um, I think that five-inch rain we had over here caused them to kind of go a little bit deeper. Yeah. But uh, most of the fish I'm catching are at fourteen to sixteen feet. But every once in a while, I could let it go down in the current and get it down into around 28 feet and catch one or two. And the sand trap were down there, big sand trap. I'm talking 12, 13 inch sand trap. I mean, they're
2: they're just bullheaded looking rascals. Pretty. Yeah, big. that's that's good for nowadays.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because most of them catching those dinks, mm. but I got on some here. Days in a row that were 11, 12, 13 inches. There you and, go. Uh, Nothing wrong with they, that. You know, we had uh, we had a 30 trout limit uh, uh, Monday and and had one red hooked up and it got off, but it was a monster. And uh, then we caught four reds the next day and 15 trout. But those 15 trout actually were. They, they made more fillets than the thirty did, yeah, by a little bit, and we had some pretty good fish, but you know i've I've talked to a friend of mine that's caught a a twenty one inch and I talked to a fellow that said he caught a twenty seven inch trout, but i I'd have had to see that fish, okay, yeah, I've not seen one that long all year, <laughs> and I've been out there a lot i've, I've caught a zig and trout and not one like that but uh, they're they're up as far as the Port of Orange and all the way down to the lake and I think that what's going to happen is uh, of course they're in the natures too up to Beaumont I think that uh, when those shrimp finally move down they'll go out into the lake in winter in uh, the north end of the lake typically that's what they'll do
2: not unless we're going to re- really get a cold uh, late winter, and these fish are staging up for deeper water patterns. You know, they, they sure uh, are. They they know, they know months before we do what's coming. They're just it would
1: seem so. And, <laughs> I don't uh, know how man, they know, but they I know. I went down
2: and fished, you know, Corpus this week with Cliff and uh, and a couple of my good customers. We went down and booked him, and. Those fish are deep down there, for that area. Really? Yeah, normally this time of year you're getting them up there in knee-deep water and everything, and we had to we caught most of our fish in four to five feet of water.
1: Yeah, we, we caught we caught some lake.
2: decent fish wading, but it uh, the water warmed up so much down there <laughs> that it the fish are just scattered; and they're not balled up real good, and uh, you can do better out of the boat because you can cover more water. Then, yeah, you know, I'm waiting. And it's uh, that's kind of been the, that's pattern coast wide. I know a lot of guys are, you know, they're fishing like you are up here and, and even down farther, you know, fishing deeper water like you're doing.
1: I bet they're in the from. center River they, right now. They've been that way for a while. Yeah, they've been here too. I mean, these fish didn't just get there, they, they've been up there all summer. Yeah, they um uh, soon as soon as it kind of salted up a little bit, right? Cheap. Yeah, we had we had some decent rains early on, but I mean, by first of June, the water was salting up enough that a lot of the lake fish just migrated right on back home. And right. Went north, and of course, you know, you can go up there and catch. You could catch a lot of 14s, but uh, now it seems like there's uh, some better class fish showing up. But I had a guy tell me the other day, and he just flat out made this statement that <laughs> you can't. There's so many fish you can't catch them out with rod and reel. And I just <laughs> thought, well, do I address this or do I not? And I, I chose know. to not. Yeah, I it's mean, a pointless to argue with a
2: fool, you become one yourself.
1: Uh, yeah, you, you If stuff there's like no such thing
2: yourself. as catching them out with a rod and reel, why don't we even have limits then?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I know for That's a fact exactly you can right. fish a spot out. Just one person mm-hmm. keeps going back to the till for two or three weeks, catch them all up. Nothing left but throwbacks.
1: That's exactly right. I've done it myself on several occasions. Yes. And I, all of a sudden, I ran out of fish. And it's like, where'd the fish go? Well, the heck, I caught them. Yeah, you did. They're in my ice chest.
2: Or in and, somebody's uh,
1: freezer. That's exactly right. So I quit doing that. I, I started not beating them up. You know, when they slow down a little bit, I moved. Yeah, you got go to save some for else. seed, man. Oh, yeah. Or one day you'll roll up there, you know, and it usually takes about two days. You'll roll up there, and you, all those thousands of fish you thought you were on have, have gone. And you'll catch five or six, and it's like, and then the mostly they'll, they'll be small. Well, what happened? Well, you idiots, you caught them all. Yeah, so the best
2: indication, in you know, when you kind of over at the spot, is each day that you go there, the quality of fish gets lesser and lesser. You know, the, mm-hmm. the fish get smaller each time.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you get on those massive schools like that. You know, and you got other boats. It's no secret where the fish are. I got Louisiana guide boats coming all the way from Hackberry, driving yeah. down the Intercoastal, coming over there and fishing. I mean, there's two or three of them every day. And why uh, are they coming but, over there? Because they probably uh,
2: pretty much fished out no fish out their backyard. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, got... believe me, we're we're guides and we try to make a living at this. I mean, why would you leave your backyard to go somewhere else if your fishing was still good in your backyard? I mean, that's uh
1: yeah. Why would you drive twenty miles? Yeah, or in, in the case of a couple of them, they come all the way from Johnson Bayou. Yeah, and ran all the way to Orange. That's mm. twenty-eight miles, right? Uh, you know, or twenty-nine miles. Uh, it just seems a little bit uh, counterproductive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're out boy. Counterproductive but, you know, Yeah. But uh I've been putting in there pretty pretty close to orange and and uh, here the last couple of days. And those fish will move, they'll they'll do me a number, but I'll just keep going down down, down until I hit
2: the lake and then they'll be there. Yeah, there's, it's so, going to take a big old major flood a flush to push them out. I mean, they're, well, I think they're, we got they're got going to winter comment. there. It is winter, and that's where they're going to winter. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. they're established. Nothing
1: will move those fish except uh, a push of fresh water out of the river. Exactly. And uh, same way on the natures. but they got a saltwater barrier there. Mm-hmm. That slows things down. So, you know, if, if I run out of fish, I'll just switch over to the Texas side. And uh, hopefully uh, it'll all work out. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for everybody to, to start duck hunting and deer hunting, but I think they've already quit and started back. Well, it's, uh, split well we're, in, we're in
2: splits right now. You know, the north zone opened back up last weekend on ducks, but the south zone will open right. this weekend, Saturday and uh, some of the duck hunters that are fishing right now will get their licks in on ducks.
1: Yeah, hopefully so.
2: We're sick people. Can't get enough of the outdoors, man. Yeah, we are. (laughs) Duck, deer, Uh trout, reds, (laughs) flounder, flounder season. They're foaming at the bit right now. I know a lot of people are catching and releasing flounder, just catching them anyway, just practicing for when season opens up and they're going to go get them. Hopefully we don't get a real strong front and kill their flounder run, you know. Well, I'll so okay, get their leeks in been, before they're all, you know, this they all move the Most
1: disappointing year I've ever had, and uh, I mean, I've caught a few big ones <laughs> during the during the dead time over in Louisiana. I've caught some, mm-hmm. threw them back, and uh, man, you know, but here in the last couple of days I caught. Fool out of fish and not one flounder. So they may have already left that upper river. I don't know. It's kind of funny how that works. Uh, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm fishing. Well, TPNW
2: knows that's why they do the closure thing and let them fall on down and get in their staging areas before they really make their exit. Some don't, but the majority do. And uh,
1: yeah, I, I told my two guys
2: Monday and Tuesday. I said, hey. Maybe we'll catch
1: flounder because it's back open in Louisiana now.
2: Right. Eight more and, days uh, here till it re-open, So uh,
1: We were all excited about that
2: and not on the flounder. Yeah. All right. Let That's me knock right. this break out, Bill. I'll be right back to you, man. Hang on a second. You got it. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs>
0: Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
2: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show 418 here in the Bayou City. Let's go back and talk some more with Captain Bill Watkins. All right, Bill, we're back, my friend.
1: Hey, man, that's that's what I do. I walk the line. You walk the line. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Cash. Well, I'll tell you what, we've been, we have been catching our fish on uh, K-Wiggler's 4-inch and uh, multiple colors and a quarter-ounce jig head. Now, there's been times I probably could have stepped up to a 3-8 or a half and got, you know, when the current's running pretty hard, but I don't know, there's something about a feel of a quarter, inch, quarter ounce bait that it just seems like it works. Right. And those, there's times those, those uh, shrimp are coming by in waves. You can see them on the depth finder. And as they're coming by, they're just floating. And those fish are underneath them picking them off and they want that bait just slow reel you get it down 12 13 14 feet and then just slow roll it and uh, they'll knock the fire out of it you can feel them hitting it nudging it fiddling with it and finally when one of them loads on there you hook him and get him in but uh, there's times I've just dropped it off the back of the boat in the current and let it free run. And once you pull, you'll pull a school. If you get in position and don't spook the school, and get where you you just barely can cast to them, and spotlight the trolling motor, and then you cast back to them. And once you get those fish interested, you can pull them up right to the back of the boat. And and boy, that's when you start really waylaying them. And uh, we're waiting for a lot of twelve and a half inch, twelve and three quarter inch fish. There's lots of trout that are that size, and uh, we're trying to handle them best we can and get them back.
0: Uh, I'm
1: really happy that Louisiana has gone to a 13 inch limit. That, that was the best thing they could have done on trout. They uh, they they did that right, and you know. Uh, I think they should have stuck to 10 instead of 15, but that might have been all they could get out of those folks over there.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, they're in charge of the fishery, and it's their call, and they shouldn't. They weigh too much on what what the uh, anglers think and feel like, but they're the ones that know their fishery and know what they need to do to preserve it and build it again and build their biomass back up, and that, you know, I know they want to get the input because they don't want to hear all the whining and griping. Even though if you make a change that they agree with, you're still going to get all that. I mean, that's just... You're still going to get that. That's yeah. the way America is now, you know. Whiners need to apply. <laughs> Jeez. Just feel, just feel fortunate <laughs> that you've got something. I mean, we don't fish that's to true. eat. We fish for the sport. It is a sport. It's fun. <laughs>
1: I, I do feel so bona fide, though, that I've been, for the last two years, I've been not keeping my limit, even though it was legal in Louisiana. And now all of a sudden, as of the 20th of November, now it's not, nobody yeah. can do that anymore. Yeah, now I, I feel so verified, you know, that I, I was doing the right thing. And I didn't well, get any flack out of it. None of my, none of my customers complained about that at all. I mean, all the catching and
2: releasing I've been doing for a long time, I get no complaints about it. Well, I have, you know, the meat haulers make fun of me. He said, yeah, he's just throwing them back so we can kill all of them. Well, you know, that kind of mentality, it doesn't even register. Yeah, that's you know that's just kind of a wrong, wrong-headed thing, man. You know, whatever pleases you. I'm not out there to yeah. please anybody but myself, my, my people. Well, that's,
1: yeah, and. A long ago, I saw what needed to happen. I mean, Oh, we saw this coming
2: a long, long time ago, and it, uh... Oh, yeah. I'm surprised we got it this long. (laughs) Well,
1: you know, the limit was 25 when I first started guiding on the Louisiana side. And it was like, really? Are we really keeping this many fish? Come on! I mean, we'd go out with, uh... Three customers and and a guide, and we bring back a hundred fish.
2: Hey, when I first started guiding, there wasn't a limit, and they no. went to twenty. Everybody was whining and crying. I'm going, thank God, we don't have to clean as many fish.
1: Oh yeah, that got ridiculous. I
2: mean, <laughs> I mean it, it was it was just plum gaudy. And uh, then when we went to ten, cut the twenty in half. Oh Lord, it was the end of the world. And <laughs> now look at us, we're at five. <laughs> and fixing to be at three.
1: It it may happen.
2: Yeah, but rod and and reels don't make a difference. You can't fish out of fishery with a rod and reel. As good as fishermen are nowadays with the technology and everybody's plugged in and all the social media and the phone popping and networking, these fish get obliterated, man.
1: Everybody knows where the fish are.
2: Yes. If they don't, they'll know within a day. When I first started guiding, 90% of the fishermen didn't catch fish, 10% of the fishermen caught all the fish. Well now 90% of the fishermen are catching all the fish. Times have changed, <laughs> technology and you know, just uh all the networking. Everybody knows, you know, they don't have to waste any time looking for fish, and that's my favorite thing to do is look for fish. That's why I enjoyed fishing with Cliff so much. The first day we fished with him, we just he was setting us up for the final day on tuesday he worked and fished all these areas we didn't beat anything up and we just found the areas that had the most fish in them the most bites and the best bait and all that and then on tuesday we focused on the best spot we found on monday and went straight back to that and spent the rest of the day fishing that spot and getting a lot of bites and catching more fish and trying to get a big fish and i had my shot about one o'clock tuesday i had a I had a good one on. But oh, that bite wow. is so light down there. I mean, <laughs> it uh, the water's so air clear, we had to downsize everything. I was having to use a little old uh, paddle tail or like a little John or, or a little PV and uh, just tone everything down. And you had to, you know, with a real limber, whippy rod with mono line, it seemed to be the ticket for me and putting a lot of action on that bait. I mean, making them come get it. I mean, half of the fish we caught were caught on the outside of the mouth. They were just pushing the baits around. That's uh, how they'll do. That big fish, he he tapped me right after it hit the water. I threw right by a rock with a nice little sand spot there, dropped that bait in there, and he tapped it. Well, then I took it away from him. And worked it, you know, jigged it pretty good, and then uh, slowed it back down. And he tapped it again and missed it. So I just got real violent with it and just worked it like crazy and sped it way up. And he ate it about thirty feet from the boat, and he just pulled off. I hooked him too close. And uh, yeah, I hate but, it when that
1: happens. <laughs> you know, you,
2: if if you were if you're the type when you get a bite on a jig and you worm that fish a little bit before you set the hook. Hey, he's already spit it out before you even think about jerking your rod up. I mean, you've got to hold your rod at the right 45 degree while you're working that bait because as soon as you get that hit, you've got to come on up with it or you'll miss him every time. I mean, that's how weird the bite was. And uh, they were real hard to catch. And lethargic, I mean, you'd catch a really nice fish and there was no fight out of him. It's like you pulled him out of the bedroom, woke him up from a nap. And he just cruised. On him. <laughs> Even the redfish. Well, a couple uh, of reds that did the same
1: thing. I'm going, what is up? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's how that chill down water will affect them sometimes. And they the bite was light here too. Yeah, that's where a sensitive rod really comes in. I mean, I had a I had a, a six seven light action uh lagoon rod, and I could feel them with it. I could feel everything they were doing, even using mono. And that's, that's the key is feeling the bite. When they're acting like that, you, you can miss them and not even know they were there. And, uh, yeah, the first day it was had, a
2: combination, you know, soft dines were getting good bites of soft dine XL. And uh, I never had a bite on a hard bait like a Lele or a hot rod. Or a topwater or even the uh, double D or the regular Mirdyne. I just no hard bites, no bites at all on those hard baits. But when we downsized went like the Miradyne or Soft Dyne XL and the smaller baits like the little John and the P V and those uh Bass Assassin, you know, swim you know, swim baits, paddle tails. That's when you yep. get all the bites. And that water was just so clear. That's why we downsized and we had cloud cover. The sun only came out a couple of times in two days. It was, uh, you know, that cloud bank off the Gulf kept staying in over the coast, and
1: and uh, yeah, we had the same situation. It usually broke broke the sun out about ten thirty, uh-huh. and it would it would definitely affect the bite. Just I mean, would affect it big. But time. boat boat
2: fishing was definitely the ticket because you know, in Monday the thing we had stacked against us, we had no wind at all. It was just you know, ice cream slick, and it's hmm. down there with well, that air clear water like that. That's it makes it tough to catch them. But we did, we we made one big wade, and uh, I did catch one real good one on a uh, uh, paddle tail Houdini color, and uh, but you know you could just tell. Those fish were just, they're so scattered, you'd have to wade for miles to really nuke a lot of fish. So Cliff, you know, he's sharp cookie. We got in the boat and fished the deeper rocks and covered more water and got more bites. That's just, you know, that's yeah. part of it. Yeah, even you would have had to swim out there. <laughs> oh, there was no reaching some of these, not
1: with me. I wasn't getting wet. No. No, I, I guarantee when those fish bite like that, and it, so you use the houdini color a lot
2: oh that color is really good in that air clear water down there that's a good yeah. clear water bait but i did put the old uh purple white dip tail uh <laughs> little john on and those fish down there to eat that up they love it pink, <laughs> pink purple you know early in the mornings right off the bat fried chicken was good that's that kind of white with a Silver glitter underlayer that two-tone <laughs> that uh, Bass Assassin makes, and uh, is a you know sunlight. It gets lighter outside, then you start going to your darker colors.
1: And yeah, that's pretty much same thing we did early. Yeah. You can catch hey, them on darn hey, the or anything. We for speckled
2: trout. They're all the same, man. No matter what part of the coast you're fishing for them on, it doesn't trout, matter. And they,
1: hey, it's it's all good. You get that air-clear water like that, and, I mean, ours was clear. We could see that bait four foot down in that dark, tannic water, but you could see it. I mean, it clear. Hey,
2: there, there was a couple of places on the King Ranch shoreline. Cliff had shut down, and, and you know, we were fishing our way back to the dock, and uh, we're in six feet of water idling, and it looked like we were in a foot and a half, two foot of water. That's how clean it was. You could see everything on the bottom. <laughs> Isn't that something, man? I see Piggy swimming out cute. of them potholes and grass beds and uh, just, you know, it's crazy.
1: That's, that's, uh, that's an amazing fishery down there. You think really our water's is. salty? Boy, I tell you. Oh, I bet there's a salty sure enough.
2: This one trout splashed me in the face while I was grabbing it, wade fishing, and I licked salt off my lips for two hours. <laughs> 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 that's some salty stuff.
1: Yeah, man. I guess that's what you'd
2: call hyper saving. I was born in the wrong place, man. I could go down there and just, man. I know. I know. It's, I could. I hey, could we're do sitting the same there fishing, thing. and you got. We looked up on the bank, and there's a cow, nail guy with two calves with her, and then all of a sudden, this big bull walks out. Big old bull, nail guy, and white-tailed deer, sandhill cranes. I'm telling you, they got them down there, buddy.
1: My, my ducks? Probably
2: ducks, too. <laughs> hey, the first morning we left out, the bay was slick, and you know, the ducks had rafted up on the bay overnight. And I've been duck hunting all my life. I've never seen that many ducks running down the intercoastal. We were heading south, and tens and tens of thousands of them swarming, just rolling up and just blacking the sky. I mean, it looked like something you'd see you know, on TV a video of just but un just unreal proportions of of birds and i mean all of them pintails gadwalls bluebills redheads i mean everything
1: what do they what what do they predominantly eat down there
2: man i have no idea they <laughs> eat like those grasses you know i know that and yeah you know your dabbling ducks and all that and your divers i mean they'll eat what they can but it uh <laughs> man. Now the next morning that we had a pretty stiff north northeast wind and there were no ducks on the bay. They went and roosted somewhere else overnight.
1: (laughs) You got in those ponds and stuff, I guess. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful sight watching all that. And we don't see that many ducks down here anymore. I mean, if you're in the right spot where there's been some water, Right. That's where all the ducks are. Absolutely. Well, I'm fixing to
2: find out next Wednesday after this next one. Oh, yeah. This next opener. I'm going to go, gonna go and, get them, huh? Go swing me a shotgun for a little bit.
1: I'm supposed to I'll get a chance. Behind
2: this front, Sunday,
1: you know. My buddy's uh, duck pond finally got water in it. It was mud crack city. Yeah, that's what Blaine was
2: saying. He had a bunch of guys from Louisiana hunting deer hunting down there with him, and they were all high five and All that rain they got, it filled all their marsh ponds up. They were totally dry. Yeah. Now they're ready to duck hunt. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah. they came deer
2: hunting with him, because they couldn't duck hunt. All their ponds were dry, so they decided to book a yeah. big deer My hunt. My poor buddy, he,
1: he just couldn't. Uh, the whole first split, he could not get in his pond, because there yeah. was no water in it. And right. it's right by the ocean. <laughs> yep. Right there at Sea Rim. The dunes separate him from salt water, and there was not a drop in that pond. Crazy. And all the rains just kept missing it, missing it. finally, we got about a five-inch rain in two days, and it got water in it. So he's going to be on now. And hopefully I'm going to be on with him. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, I, I got to get on
2: down the road, buddy. Bill, if somebody wants All to call right. you about coming over and fishing with you and catching them up, bud, how they get a hold of you? 409-673-9211. six
1: seven three nine two one one. That'll All get right, you there, my friend.
2: Well, Bill's always good talking to you. Catch him up, and I'll uh, check in with you Saturday. All
1: right, buddy.
2: Hey, thanks, man. See you. Bye. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake, and I need to talk a minute about the Belleville Meat Market. No better place to shop for. All your quality cuts of meat and great service and processing is second to none. And this week they're double featuring their dirty rice pecan smoke sausage and their cheddar pecan smoke sausage. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available in their full menu on Smoke Barbecue. Served Monday through Sunday, ten AM to seven PM. Pecan Smoke Pulled Pork, homemade hot dogs. They've got it all on their menu. And they have gift boxes available in store online. And they'll help you build a custom box for Christmas. And uh, Wild Game Processing, they're always making their Vinnie Dogs and Hog Dogs. That's new. Uh, homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. can bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. They're open Monday through sa- Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And the Belleville celebrating 42 years serving the greater Houston community That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name.
1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
0: Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Well, I left Kentucky back in 49. And-
2: good morning welcome back to the sports radio 610 outdoor show all right 439 here in the bayou city let's run up to lake conroe now let's check in with our good friend the fish dude old richard tosh hey rascal what's up not a lot
3: of the temperature rate though i guarantee you I'm yeah i got simple. a little
2: alert on my phone a conroe P.N. i got in there for weather and one up and brought us you know at rayburn and Chilly morning. <laughs> it's 39 I and, uh brought us. What is it? Oh, good.
3: At the house here, it's 34. Ooh, so man! It, I I, it's up one degree from yesterday. It was 33 yesterday. Golly. So, but as soon as I get away from the house, it goes up into the 40s. So it's not too bad. That's like yesterday on the water. Like when I got down there, it was like left here. It's 33. When I got to the water. It was 40, 42. So it wasn't, you know, it's not quite so bad, but it's still cold as it can get. There ain't no doubt. But man, we chased some hybrids yesterday, and it does. I caught so dang many little ones. It was crazy, and I, I. was like what the heck is going on? We run around so many different spots looking for them, and you know we ended up catching, uh, keeping. I think eight keepers, and and that was it. You know, I had a, you know, had some yellow bass, some goo. Had some had some, had some uh,
2: goo. Hadn't heard a goo talked about lately.
3: I know, I know. We had, we got three of them yesterday and then got us some got us a few little blue cats in the mix too, but it was it was different yesterday. I mean them them little rascals were everywhere. I mean it was it was just seventeen inches, seventeen and a half, seventeen and three quarters. Well they gotta be eighteen. So you know, that's one thing about hybrids. When you get a keeper, they're not little fish, so that's 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 the best part about them because they, yeah, you know, they're just big and they're they're pretty vicious whenever they get to the biting good. But yeah. yesterday yeah. was just a weird day. I mean, it's I mean it's great outside after the sun got up. I mean it was nice. It wind. Well, we had a pretty good morning. east wind
2: yesterday morning, man. It was nice it, and it, cool, and boy, that east wind will cut you in half. But boy, about ten o'clock it started laying down. It got Gorgeous all day. Beautiful.
3: It did. I mean, that was, that was the best part. Because I was I was waiting to go. You know, the wind, like I said wind was blowing pretty good out of out of the east, and so I was sticking on that eastern shore of the of the lake, trying to avoid as much wind as possible. And yeah. then later on, like I say, about ten o'clock or so, it started trying to lay down. And I told him, I said, "We're going to make a move," and we moved moved over on the on the west side of the lake and, and got into a big school of them. But like I say, it was, you know, we had bigger ones on the west side of the lake yesterday, but there's still a bunch of little ones over too. You know, it's just kind of, and as what was funny is that wind started to die. They kind of slowed down on the bite too. So with the wind blowing, they were biting pretty good. And as it, as it slacked off, they they backed down a little bit and it just kind of kind of got sitting there twiddling our thumbs and finally I said that's that's enough of this. So we just gave up on them, went got some pictures and and uh, and got them cleaned up, so it wasn't too bad. But I was thinking about going bass fishing this morning, but I, I think I need to hang around here for a little bit, do some stuff around the house before it gets too bad. And I also saw yesterday they're bringing back the the Rattletrap tournament instead of having that uh having having that mix between uh what was it It was a uh, Yamamoto and and Bill Lewis so right. they they called it the Battle of the Brands then but mm-hmm. that's you can't do that on Raven. you can't you can't put soft plastics in some some people's hands and then then uh Rattletrap and others because if you do it's, the the plastic's gonna win yeah,
0: exactly, there ain't no yeah.
3: doubt the plastic's gonna win and it's uh, and, you know because it just gets big stringers of fish this time of year and right. it's, that's just one of the things and it just happens to be the week before that Brandon Belt deal on, on River, so I figured I might as well jump in that thing too So, because I've already, I've already paid up on the Brandon Belt so I'm gonna fish all of those and that's gonna be a different one 'cause like I said, I've never been to like of the so that's that's one I gotta figure out. I already got already got me a boat lanes chip so I can run around without without hitting too much stuff anyway. Yeah. Tearing you lower unit. You know
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or knocking it just clean off the back of the boat. Or you know <laughs> I mean, taking you, transom, boat, everything unless us go to the bottom dot com, baby. <laughs> there you go
3: there you go you know that's that's one of the neat things that se- several people got into making those boat lane shifts but lance vick he's been he's been got them out on fork and ravern and toledo and i got got the one from Lake of the pines from him so that's uh yeah that's one of the one of the insurance policies sure it may cost you a hundred bucks or so but it's that uh, hundred bucks is well spent if you don't need anything so Cause it's you know dang yeah you like to say you end It'd up be knocking, a lifesaver. <laughs> could be real quick I guarantee yes, you man. there ain't no doubt
2: hey back I where I just came from this week fishing you better you better be wired right and know where to run with all them rocks where was you fishing there, at down at, oh Bassin of okay yeah. and yeah uh, you gonna be lying at Cliff Webb he knows that place like the back of his hand never bumped a rock the whole you know in two days and. Well he did tick one with a trolling motor, but it's cause of cloud cover, He couldn't see it. It was a deep one. There you go. And but uh that uh that's just that place amazes me. That's the last frontier on the Gulf Coast in my books, from there down south of Mansfield. That's just God's country. It's just you see, just that's,
3: that's one place I've never been is down there, you know. But never all around. A rock horn rock.
2: Honk, and just no boats and Yeah you're 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 in the wilderness. You're down there, amongst I, it. it's just. I love that gorgeous. part of it
3: too. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like sitting on Conroe. You can go, you can go on the north end, and you you kind of avoid a, a lot of the uh, you know highway traffic. You're away from the homes and stuff like that because
2: oh, yeah. anything
3: above above 1097 is all national forest. Yep. And then if you go below 1097, you get down there in all the housing. So, but uh <laughs> you can see. Two different worlds on Lake Conroe all in one day.
2: Oh, I had you know, a text from a listener before we got to go. He wanted to know when is the Lewis tourney, the Rattletrap tourney.
3: January 21st, I believe.
2: So that's you have to double-check me on that, but I
3: believe it's January 21st is when it's.
2: And what um, is that going to be? Sam Raver. Sam Raver. All right, the big Sam, Sam
3: Raven That's.
2: I think their entry entry starts December
3: eighteenth is when you can Okay. Yeah, it's the rattle Tournament tournament's January twenty one. But cool. December eighteenth when you can is when you can enter. So all, right, I noticed that, that, all right, Mickey. Uh, oh, no, we're
2: you and I are too long winded to talk. We need to do I need to work you in somewhere where we can talk more than one segment.
3: <laughs> I or, hear you, I hear you. That's all right. We'll keep on trucking. But anyway, if anyone, anyone can get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. Find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish 2 Scout Service. You can email me at admin at fish 2 com, Or just check out the
2: webpage, fish2tx.com. That'll work. All right, buddy. Well, hey, it's always good talking to you, Richard. Get you get your chores yep. done today and get ready to get back on and fish, man. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun. Hey you too, bud. Thank you, Richard. All right. See you. All, right, All right, that's the fish dude up on Lake Conroe. Now let's run down Matagorda Way. Let's check in with old Charlie P. Charlie Paradoski. Hey man. Morning. Morning. How are you?
4: Um, another day older. I can you tell you that. Like
2: a chicken this morning, bud.
4: Uh, getting ready to. Boy. Getting ready to.
2: Yeah, your yes, ears should have been burning this week. We were talking about you in the boat, man. We were laughing. <laughs> Charlie you oh, no. gonna give it up. I said, "Yeah." When they put him six foot under, <laughs> Jesus! I said, "The only way you're gonna get rid of Charlie is you're gonna have to put him in the ground." <laughs>
4: I guess so. I guess so. Oh man. Well, that uh, man, that east wind did a number on me yesterday. Boy, that was
2: man, that was gnarly yesterday morning. I slept in after coming back fishing with Cliff, and I got up, got my coffee, went out on the patio, and I said, "No, nah, I'm going back in the house. This is raw." Yeah, I said nah, the dog's gonna have to sit out there by herself and do her business. I'm going back in. She can just bark.
4: I caught him pretty good the day before. We had a northeast wind about. I saw 4, that.
2: I saw you did really good. Twelve.
4: Yeah, they were good chunky fish,
2: and uh, yeah, they were pretty fish.
4: Tried to go back to it; there was just too much wind, so I had to yeah. go to the river. And just there hadn't been much of a bite in the river for the past two days. Yeah, it's it's really slowed down. You know, we got that moon up all day long. And, uh, I actually think afternoon fishing was probably, you know, what we needed to be doing the past couple of days, but.
2: Yeah, we were getting little bite windows. You know, you get a little one early in the morning, then you get that mid-morning lull, and then midday, you know, 11 to 1 o'clock, you'll start getting another good bite. and uh, That's that's that backside of the moon with a moon up in the sky looking at you. I hate that kind of fishing. Right. Right. You got to really land on them and get on something really good, you know. Well, what I need is southeast winds. And, uh, yeah, we were well. They our forecast kept calling for that every day, but it it didn't happen. It was north and northeast. All right, I'm hoping to get it today. I think it's well, prediction, but hey, you know,
4: <laughs> Let me yeah, if I can one. get a southeast wind, I could walk right into the fish right now. But
2: well, it's uh, actually turned. It's southeast now at Eagle Point and southeast at uh, the Galveston Channel and the jetties not hard but it is southeast yeah, yeah. i'll take
4: it i'll take it and the yeah. tides have been low for here past couple of days too even with that east northeast wind right how were they over there
2: uh we had water in the mornings and it would just you know down there you can't feel any current you know because yeah. you're so far from from any passes and uh but uh, we'd get back to the dock, and it dropped about six inches, which is good for there. But yeah. you need water there. Yeah. Well, it's it's just
4: been a, a, a totally different year all the way around, man. We've, we've had uh, very little bird activity. I mean, it's it's like there's no shrimp out there in East Bay at all. You know, you can go to the river, and the birds are working up and down the river. You can see shrimp yeah, jumping there's, up. up but, there's
2: uh, shrimp in there. That's right.
4: I don't know whether these shrimp have not fallen out yet or or what, but it's it, it's just uh, totally different. And no sand trout this year
2: either, hardly.
3: You know, Last that's year, they really were strange everywhere.
2: That That's huh? really strange. That's strange for yeah. Matagorda, man. Y'all are usually... The, uh, on the whole coast, y'all get more sand trout than everybody else combined. Yeah.
4: Last time I caught them was on uh, wade fishing on the end of Half Moon Reef. I caught about 10 good sand trout mixed in with the specks. Right. And, uh, and that's the only time I've caught them this year.
2: It's really what strange. up in the river. Well, you know, uh, you are in the river. Yeah, they're, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. Cause Bill's fishing, Fishing the river over there at Sabine, and there he's catching some nice sand trout. You know, 12, 13, 14 inches. Yeah. We, well, we call it now nice for nowadays. You know.
4: Yeah. Well, when I get some southeast winds, maybe, maybe, maybe they're there, and we just uh, just tend to have the weather to get on them. I don't know, but yeah, it's. Uh, it just all seems different to me this year, man. It's just uh, it's been a weird year, man.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've still got green leaves on trees. Here it is. We're we're almost, we'll be at Christmas before you know it. You know, all all, half of the leaves are gone because of the drought. You know, they fell off in the summer. But it just, we were talking about that yesterday. It's crazy.
4: Yeah, I talk about it every day. I can't believe it. It It's crazy. Yeah. Climate change. I guess it could be worse. (laughs) We could have nothing. So, We'll just uh, keep plugging away. I'll have some southerly winds today and tomorrow, and
2: I'll see if I can get on them. Yeah, you will. Got a little chance of rain tomorrow, about a 40% they're calling for, and then even more on Saturday when that front approaches. Yeah. And Sunday we're going to get a good blow.
4: And pretty cool. You know, I already rescheduled re-
2: my son to get uh yeah, well, I'm worried about my Monday trip after that blow on Sunday, and then it's going to be like 36 to 38 on Monday morning. Here yeah, after
4: that blow on Sunday, they're calling for southeast winds
2: Monday. I saw that. That's uh, You can take that with a grain of sand there, bud. That's, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to figure that's, it out. That's how one of those wait out. and see forecasts. <laughs> yeah.
4: No doubt. Sometimes I wonder
2: about those weathermen. Well, they they wonder, too. I mean, they're just doing what the weather's trying to tell them, and they think they have the knowledge. Well, they do have the knowledge, but uh, that's just a that's a 50-50 proposition there, whether it be right or wrong. Yep. I wouldn't want that. An educated hey, predicting guess. The weather's like predicting what them fish are going to do when we get out there. Same thing. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. All right, buddy. Well, Charlie, if somebody wants to call you about coming over and fishing with you and hanging out, I highly recommend it, how they get a hold of you, man.
4: Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. Charlie
2: P., good talking to you. Have a good day. Catch them up, man. Take care, Mickey. Thank you, Charlie. See you. All right, that's Captain Charlie and in Matagorda. It's time for our top-of-the-hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back.